daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in her. Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to the Invest in Her podcast series where we always feature fabulous female founders and funders. And today we have on the founder of Women in Media. She's also the executive director, Tema Steg, and her associate and award-winning producer, Allison Venor. Hi, girls. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. So happy to have you all on. Um, you know, and I want to mention right at the front that our She Angels Foundation uh, is so thrilled with your nonprofit, and everybody's going to find out why when we tell them all about women in media today, which is just awesome. And so uh, we are going to be getting behind you to support you because we believe in what you're doing to help empower women in the entertainment industry. And so I'm super excited to talk about women in media today. Thank you so much for having us on, Catherine. It's such you a bet. pleasure to see you again. Well, I want to first say both of you have a very impressive background. So, Tema, uh, I know you went to Tisch School, which is one of the finest in the country, doing set design, art direction. And I just want to mention that I read your bio and you worked on one of my favorite movies of all time, which was Kissing Jessica Stein. Love that movie. Um, and... Uh, Allison, of course, you're an Emmy award-winning producer. Um, I know you've worked on uh, popular shows like After Forever. Um, and so both being very accomplished women in entertainment, I can see why you're drawn to creating this incredible database of women writers, producers, editors, camera people, and you're helping them get employment. I love that. Let me just say that. So tell me, how, how did this get started? Well, um, I actually started it in 2010. I was faculty at a college, and they needed a faculty advisor for their women, women in film group, as it were. And I changed the format a little bit to make it a little bit more networky and help the women um, have more support between each other. And it was so wildly successful that the guys started saying, hey, why don't, why don't you have one of these for us? And I was like, well, you have one. It's called the film industry. Or you can start your own, right? You can like start your own group. So what we discovered is that um, there was a necessity for what we were doing in the school to reach outside the school. There was a greater need. So um, we started doing these networking events in connection with Seeking Our Story, which was um, a film series about um, women directors of historical significance who you probably haven't heard about but should have because they don't teach us in film school, which is horrific. You know, like you don't hear about Dorothy Arzner, who um, created the boom mic and was Paramount, you know, directed Paramount's first talkie. And um, she made Clara Bow, you know, uh, you know, she worked so hard with her. Uh, she created intercutting. She was living out and proud in the silent era. And she was one of the few people to cross over from the silent era into talkies. And that we don't know this rich history about the woman who came before is diminishing for us now. So... I helped with that by bringing the networking that I've been doing at the school to this event and also 
doing short PowerPoints to talk about these women so people understood why it was so important to learn about them. Um, and it kept growing. It got so freaking big that we kept moving venues. Um, and clearly there was a need for this, even though all the bigger venues were telling us nobody wants to see films by women directors. And we're like, we do, we know people do. So we, again, we proved them wrong. And, um, and we just kept getting bigger and bigger until we no longer had to do it anymore because now all the other venues discovered how popular it was and they're doing it. So we can just go to the movies, which was the objective. However, I kept hearing, I had like all these networking contact sheets from all these events we had done because we would have everybody sign in, say who they are, what they do, wants, needs, or offers, sign into this contact sheet and that contact sheet would get distributed to everybody else who signed in. And that's how people started to meet other people to work with, women and also a number of men would come too, but then they wanted to hire the women because they met all these incredible ladies at our networking events. So I became the lady who knew all the women to hire above and below the line because I couldn't get any of the organizations that were focused on above the line to also focus on below the line. So and, I had and, and for someone that might not understand what that is, mm -hmm. what type of positions would be above the line and what type of positions are considered below the line? So above the line are your directors, producers, writers, even your actors. And then below the line is the crew. So that's like everybody in your camera department, like your cinematographer, drone operators, uh, grip and electric, your art department, script supervisor, hair and makeup, everybody who, you know, it's a huge number of people in the crew. But all these organizations were focusing only on the director or the writer or the producer and hoping it would trickle down. And I felt that until we pushed from the bottom up, we would never get to parity. Because if you only have one director on set, and no other women, which was the case for a very long time, we're never going to get to parity. So and what you were saying is, uh, if you didn't have women in sound or as a gaffer or all these different positions below the line, we weren't going to make progress above the line. Exactly. And, and, and what do you have to say about that as a producer, Allison? Like, do you feel like, you know, this inequity um, still exists and are we are we working toward getting better because of entities like women in media? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I certainly, you know, from the beginning, I've always produced from a place of having a much more diverse crew, but when you step onto someone else's set, um, so every once in a while, when I jump on and, and, co-produce or produce with somebody else. It's like a very different landscape. So you see the, you know, it's very obvious the way that Hollywood has existed for so many years is a much more, you know, male dominated industry. Um, and so, you know, th those moments always remind me uh, what we're up against, but the, the difference is like when you have women below the line, when you have women working in those roles, it's just the, the entire atmosphere changes. And we're also, you know, we're telling stories, we're more comfortable telling stories that haven't been told before as well. So if we're affecting the people behind the, the camera, we're also going to eventually affect the stories being told and then what the audiences are experiencing as well, right? So this may feel like a very specific you know, targeted mission, but it's really could, could have the ability and will have the ability to also change the world and the way people experience other cultures and other you know stories that they weren't getting before. 
Absolutely. It'll change what the end product is. You know, the interesting thing is I've talked sometimes to different male directors, whatever, they'll be like, oh, I don't, I can't find women in sound. I can't find women gaffers or whatever, you know, and it's like, you know, I love what you're doing because no one has any excuses now. Women in media is a go-to directory to find women. So if you really want to hire women, you can go to this directory. There's thousands of them that want to work in the industry, right? Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more about, you know, you think it's just the director or the writer or whatever that impacts the story, but it is the crew and it is a feeling on the set. And I've had uh, male directors say that they've had all female crews, like this is something new, of course, but, and how much they love it, that it's actually preferable. Hey, this is great news. I mean, it, it you know, if word passes that, you know, this is actually a, a great experience, maybe more male directors should be thinking about hiring more women that are below the line. Uh, you know, this is like a, a, a good thing that this is coming to uh, the surface that people are realizing that. I think it's good for liability as well, to be honest. I think if you have more women on set, you're less likely to have some of the issues that we've had in the past, shall we say, the whole Me Too thing. Hopefully everybody is acting professionally anyway, but I feel like having more women on set kind of helps that. That's a great point. That's Mm -hmm. a great point. So if there's a woman out there who's a writer, um, wants to be a gaffer, wants to work on sound, wants to be an editor, uh, she should definitely be checking out womeninmedia.com. It's a nonprofit directory. They can become a member and TV and movie producers and all can go there for free and find people to hire in that directory. And it's very inexpensive to join, right? Yeah. It's 90 a year to join Uh, 40 half price for students because we want the new generation coming up as well. That's so great. That's and a big so part of what what we do too is you know education and training. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know for those students or people who are interested in moving up into those positions if they don't have those credits yet, we definitely reach out to vendors in the in the industry and other people that are working at that higher level to help some of our members that are are looking to kind of up their game, right? Uh, make sure that they have those hands-on you know training experiences so that when they do get hired they can hold their own, you know? So we want to level the playing field. I love that. And you have such a diverse amount of events throughout the year. I know you have them for writers and for a very, maybe you could fill us in on what some of the events are. Yeah, for sure. We, I mean, we have, you know, on top of, you know, specific training, uh, you know, we'll go to, you know, we'll have a crane day, we'll have, uh, you know, lighting and camera um, hands-on training, but we also recently started writers groups. So we had done a, um, an event with a writing team that everyone just loved. And the, the topic of a writers group came up and I said, well, let's just help our members join together and support each other and create writers groups. And I think at this point we have like six writers groups mm-hmm. and they are, they are very successful in that we, we are hearing uh, pretty often about the successes, you know, in competitions and uh, you know, the, their scripts are really blossoming and everybody is just super supportive. They're getting really great feedback. So that's just one 
um, idea that came out of one of our other events that we did. We also have the camaraderie initiative, which is a very all-encompassing initiative that starts with writers and takes us all the way through production. Last year, we made uh, three short films. Um, with the entire, you know, mission to uh, get these three filmmakers and all of the people working on the crew and getting credit on these productions to those next bigger, bigger projects, to the features, to the TV shows. And we saw that happen uh, through that program. Our filmmakers are getting placed in uh, jobs and other programs that are getting them those deals. So one of our filmmakers got hired um, in the development program at NBC Universal and is writing two features for them. So like to write features. Yeah, like that's huge. That's exactly what we want to see coming out of this. We want, you know, we're just so excited. We're and we end up being the biggest cheerleaders <laughs> for our members because of the successes that they're they're gaining through these experiences. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the other. I, I was think say one of the other filmmakers, she got her feature made. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is yeah. phenomenal. It's wonderful. Yeah. Emma and Allison, I think what you all are doing is so brilliant. I mean, it is so needed. There are so many women out there in the country, around the world, that want to be in entertainment. They have the gift of writing, or they have a desire to do sound, or they could be great editors. They feel it in their soul, and they don't know how to get involved. What an amazing concept you guys have that they can step in, be a member, uh, learn from you guys, get hands-on opportunities because there's nothing like getting that experience. We all know the the biggest obstacle in the entertainment industry is what credits do you have? What experience do you have? And if you don't have any, it's just not fair if you don't know someone, you know? So this gives such a... uh, wonderful level open uh level levels the playing field for people of all ethnicities all ages um i just i just love what you're doing it's just such a need for it and so if there's some woman out there no matter what age they are and they feel like there could be a great writer a great editor or whatever producer director um i encourage them to check out Women in Media, become a member, and start attending these fabulous hands-on opportunities that you're giving them to collaborate. Let's let's face it, whatever industry you're in, it takes a village, right? It's all about connectivity. So, you know, Tema, tell us about, you know, um, how, how you guys connect people. Well, so one of our camaraderie participants, production designer, she um, she had been in my class, actually, and I encouraged her to join and to be part of camaraderie because she didn't have any credits, like what you were saying. So um, we got her on two of the three shorts. So all of a sudden, she's got three credits. The Her mentor, she had, she had a couple of mentors. One of her, her mentors um, works on a lot of big TV shows, so there's a connection. And then the director she was working with, one of her mentors is Hannah Beekler, the, um, the production designer for Black Panther. And this is an African-American girl. So she was able to get on a FaceTime interview with Hannah Beekler. And I was like, uh, when are you going to introduce me? Because that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So she's like got a, I'm not saying she has a job. We can't, we can't guarantee she'll have a job after all this. However, we can get her in the room with people who can mentor her and move her forward in her career. So from there, she then, because she'd worked with so many people on these projects, she then got like two or three more jobs, including a feature. 
So now she's like off and running, you know, she still needs us because she loves us and we, we love her, but like her career is like, boom, she's good, you know, or like with Sati who won um, the camaraderie uh, as the grand prize winner, we connected her to Colin Trevorrow, who's the director, writer of Jurassic World 1, 2, and 3, you know, like the biggest movie like ever. And he loves her. Like, you know, they have this incredible mentorship and mentee relationship where they just really appreciate each other. And that's what it's about. It's about getting to know each other, making those connections, and then having people who are going to cheer you on and who might occasionally make a phone call for you on your behalf as well. And we do that too. It's like, I sometimes I'll hear from people who I really, I've seen their work. I've seen them on set and on camaraderie. And they're like, Hey, like I'm kind of looking for an opportunity and I'll connect them with people when I, when I can. So I feel like uh, uh, you two are the epitome of like paying it forward. And I'm all about <laughs> successful women paying it forward. I think that's what it's all about. That's how women are going to rise is if yeah. we help each other. Um, and men too, you know, we bring men into the process because it shouldn't just be incumbent upon women to help other women. It's really an everybody issue. Um, getting more women flooding the industry to parity is all about the men and the women, all genders coming together. And that numbers game of 40 to 60% women, every department, every crew, every show, that's how we're going to do it. That's how we're going to get to parity and have a happier, healthier entertainment industry. Absolutely. And yes, the men obviously need to hire the women, but uh, I love that you've created an all women's directory so they know where to find them. Uh, there's yeah. no excuses anymore. No excuses. Uh, so, you know, here you've had a, a successful career in movie making, uh, Tema. Uh, Allison, you're an Emmy Award winning producer. Mm -hmm. uh, what made you decide to, you know, what was your journey to your successes that made you say, I want to pay it forward. Like, tell us your journey. Hmm, where do I begin? Do you want to go with that, Allison? <laughs> I can go first. Well, you know, I always, um, you know, in my career, I've always kind of, I've had two paths. One is in like the feature film, you know, trajectory, and one has been in digital content. Um, and I always, especially with digital content, I've always found myself producing stories that are, you know, the stories that we never hear about. So a lot of um, LGBT content um, and uh, that's been where I've found my success. So it's like in telling those stories that we never see, like for, for example, After Forever is about gay men of a certain age having a life, you know, having love, finding love, dealing with loss and moving on. So it's like men over the age of 50, you know, and seeing themselves represented on the screen was so important for our creators. And so that, you know, telling those stories has been where the success has come from. And I think it's all to, it all has to do with the fact that we're making that content and we have an, a diverse uh, cast and crew um, that there is need for these stories out there in the world. Um, so, you know, doing what I love is also proving to be successful. Um, and so I've always been, yeah, I've always been interested and drawn to those stories and, and drawn to those people. Um, so it just was a perfect, you know, match for me to step well, into uh, women in media. You, yeah. But did you, um, like, when did you decide, I want to be a producer? Like, what was the path you took? Like, you know, you had to be pretty bold to, to make this happen. Like, share your story 
And then, and, and Tama, I want to hear your story too, how you got into, uh, you know, I know you went to school for it, but how did you get on your first movie set? You know, like, let's hear those stories. So uh, my, right out of high, uh, college, out of grad school, um, I worked on a short film, as you do, and I worked for free, as you do, for a month, where I had like no budget, as you do, <laughs> and I just made phone calls. I just got whatever I needed, whatever I wanted, you know, it's the whole beg, borrow, steal thing, and we did a really beautiful project that went to Sundance, so my first project out of the gate did really well it got me to Sundance and then right after that I got kissing Jessica Stein which was also you know a great project to move on to and I kept getting bigger and better jobs and I eventually moved out to Los Angeles but what I discovered is that I was always the woman the one woman on location scout unless there were like maybe one or two other and I didn't like that I felt like it was a very lonely place. And I found that I would get undercut more often than not. I would have DPs who didn't want to talk to me or what, like the like crazy things that didn't make any sense simply because of, and at first you think, oh, well, is it me? Am I like rubbing people the wrong way? And then you realize it's your gender. Because you hear it from other people. You hear it from lots of women who are saying, oh, I had the same exact experience. And you're like, well, okay, so something isn't right. And I just decided that I wanted to create the, the entertainment industry that I wanted to be a part of. Because frankly, I, I really, I was a little bit disappointed. I felt, I thought that it would be a more liberal, um, I mean, I don't see why, why it even needs to be a liberal issue. It shouldn't be a politicized issue. Um, but I just thought a little bit that I could expect more from the film industry. And then I realized that if I wanted that, I was going to have to make that expectation fulfilled myself. Um, I, I mean, I couldn't really get anybody else to take on the below the line women. People were all excited, as I was saying about above the line women, but for who I was, I couldn't find enough support. So I felt that I needed to change that because I don't have 40 more years, you know, another, I don't have 40 years for it to happen because it was 40 years from the original six laying down the law with the DGA. That's a history lesson. Y'all can look that up. It was like 40 years and nothing really moved or changed. And I was like, I don't want to wait another 40 years for it to be fixed. I'm going to give myself five years to get to parity, maybe seven, and then another 15 years for it to be a habit because you know how things slide back. So that's been the goal, five to seven years and then 15 years to make it a habit. And uh, by then, my hope is that the industry will be where I would really love to be working in production design. That's my goal. Well, women in media definitely is helping you get it there for sure. Mm -hmm. Allison, what was your first? And I love your advice, Atema. I do believe you kind of have to take it into your own hands to get it started. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of people do start that way. So it's great advice, like jump in, work for free, get it out there, get mm -hmm. some awards, and then it starts a ball rolling. Yeah. Was that your experience, Allison? Or what was your first entree into the industry? Yeah. Well, when I first moved to Los Angeles, uh, so I went to film school. Um, I was in Arizona and then I moved to Los Angeles and I was, I worked for a motion graphics and uh, design firm, uh, animation firm for five years. And so we had a lot of entertainment clients. So I learned a lot about 
business, uh, running a small business and um, also just making contacts in the industry. But then I quickly realized I wanted to have more control over the content that I was making um, and didn't necessarily love the like client <laughs> relationship of just making a product and getting it out there for the sake of it just being a product and making money. Um, so I, I did kind of take those two paths. I started producing feature films and I started producing digital content. And the digital content that that all started from meeting a couple of a couple of people um, that uh, had an idea, and it sounded like a really fun, crazy idea. And I said, "Well, you know, what's holding you back? Why don't we make it?" And the the idea took place on a spaceship on its way to Mars. And the guy said, "Well, I don't have a spaceship." And I said, "Well, then you need to find somebody who can make you a spaceship." And uh, his friend was sitting, you know, across the table and said, "I'll come over and help build a build a spaceship." And that's how it began. So I said, well, when you have the spaceship, let me know and I'll produce the show. And then we did. And so, you know, my, my, you know, way of looking at everything I've jumped into is just like, how do we make this happen? How do we, how do we get this started and surround ourselves with people that are just really talented and passionate about what they're doing? And yeah, you know, we weren't making any money. We were, you know, that guy was spending his own money to build a spaceship, but it paid off and everything that I've done since then has been because of that first step, taking that first step and saying, I want to make this with you. I love and, that. I'm going to say something about Allison. She's also super smart. She's very passionate and she's super driven. Like she doesn't, I don't think she sleeps. I don't think she's allowed to sleep. <laughs> I, I think okay. I might say that about both of you. <laughs> I was going to say, actually, you don't want to see me if I don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Well, you know what, ladies? I think what you're doing is great with women in media and with your own projects. And you are definitely an inspiration to our listeners that want to get into the industry. I hope they will check out womeninmedia.com, become a member, and start doing what they're meant to be doing. Whatever their calling is, I don't want anything holding them back. And I'm glad that you're bringing people together to help each other in the entertainment arena. I think it's phenomenal. Thank you. I appreciate Thank that you very so much, much, Catherine. And uh, She Angels Foundation, again, uh, sheangelsfoundation.org, which is our organization that people can find at She Angels um, online, is getting behind uh, women in media because we get behind nonprofits that uh, are female founded mm -hmm. and that also are helping women with funding and resources and mentorship. And so you guys fit that perfectly and we're so happy to support and um, people can visit uh, womeninmedia.com to sign up and follow you guys at Women in Media on social media. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? So we're womenmedia.com. Right. Women N Media. Gotcha. Good, yeah. good to let everybody know that so they can find it. Ladies, thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to share your stories. Thank you. We're so grateful for your support. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. We're so excited to be connected with you. Thank Wonderful. you. And vice versa. I, I hope we sign up a, a lot of women and get a lot of women out there in the industry making movies and making great TV because I agree with you. Having more women on the set will impact the quality and the outcome of the content uh, in a really positive way. Absolutely. So everybody at home, remember to invest in her and make it a great week. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.
Tomasic was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.